You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. A man invited Peter to his home. And Peter had a message lined up to share. The house of Cornelius. The Bible says, and while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard him. As long as they were hearing, the Holy Ghost was reaching them. Ask your neighbor, can you hear? If you can hear, if you can hear, you can be reached. Amen. Tonight, the power of God is going to be transported into your body through my voice. The power of God will be transported into your situation through your hearing. Jesus said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Meaning that the fulfillment is happening through what? Your hearing. Someone is being fulfilled. There is a fulfillment of the mandate of heaven upon you for this year. There is a fulfillment of the mandate of heaven for you this year. No, listen to me. There are men that their tongues are flamed from heaven. Lit with the fire of God's spirit. That when they speak, fire is released. And things start burning in your life. And as I'm talking to you right now, I am setting things on fire. Amen. Amen. Dead situations will come alive. Just because you gathered here. You say, okay, if I didn't come, what would have happened? I don't know. But I know what will happen because you have come. Amen. Amen. I know what will happen because you are here. This is your night of visitation. There is a specific visitation for you tonight. It's not our visitation. It is my visitation. No, someone didn't hear me. I said it's not our visitation. It is my visitation. It's not our visitation. It's my visitation. <laughs> there is something about God's word. It has penetrating power. Written right to the exact, the core of your concern. Not around it, the core of your concern. Not something around it, the exact, exact situation. Receive the exact answers. You pray the prayer. You said, if God cannot do this one, maybe you should just do this one. No. Receive the exact answers. Amen. We are not just holding a meeting. This is heaven's idea for you. A specific meeting set up to bring you into a place that God had ordained before the foundations of the earth. There are spirit-inspired pushes, amen, 
there's a push of the Spirit that comes to bring you into the place that God wants you to be. And this is that push of the Spirit. It's the prophetic push. It's the prophetic push. It's the prophetic push. David would have remained running errands in the house of his father Jesse until the prophet came to push him out. From an errand boy to a king. Some errand boy is going to be pushed into destiny. Amen. Some running around fellow is going to be pushed into his place in God. Some errand person hearing me today, you've been running up and down. Tonight is the night of your push. When God wanted to get Mary pregnant, an angel came. What did he come with? A message. I've come to impregnate you with the next level. I've come to impregnate you with the next level. You didn't hear me here. I said I've come to impregnate you with the next level. He came with a message. And then she asked, how shall these things be? (laughs) Because you are just talking. And some of you are asking that question. The man of God is talking. He has not touched me yet. How shall this thing be? The Holy Ghost will come upon you. (laughs) As I'm talking, as I'm talking, as I'm talking, you are being swallowed up with what I'm saying. The words I speak, they are spirit and life. Most of the time, when we have meetings like this, people are waiting to write the title of the message. The title of the message is your testimony. The title of this message is your testimony. Your testimony is your testimony. I came like this. Now I am like this. That's the title of the message. I came thrown out of a house. Now I have a house. I came barren. Now I have received the fruit of the womb. I came with my bones out of joint. Now my bones are out of uh, in, uh, in order. I came with one of my eyes not seeing. Now they can see. I came with a blood condition. Now I am healed. There is a way your infirmity or your problem will be so connected to you that even after your miracle, they will still be referring you to the former miracle, the former situation, like blind Bartimaeus. He's no more blind, sir. So we always say, blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus. He's no more blind. Maybe he was blind, but he's no more blind. There's somebody here that your situation, you know, they cannot separate you and your situation. Don't you know that guy that, don't you know that lady that, don't you know that today is your night of separation? Separation. 
for the sake of those that are here for this meeting for the first time. I am talking first. We would have just come as I pray for the sick. Amen. And let people be healed. And let people be liberated. Amen. But just so that everybody is on the same page and we know why we are here, what we came here to do, you came that one word from God will change your life forever. Hallelujah. Hands might not touch you, but something will touch you. Pray in tongues for a minute. Pray in tongues for a minute. minute. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, 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 Lord. Thank you, Lord. And let people say loud, Amen. Amen. While I'm talking, be receiving. Did you hear me? While I'm talking, be receiving. We're doing this because the Spirit of God instructed us and graced us to do this. God gave me a message. And then he empowered me to prove what he gave me to say. So tonight as I'm speaking, we'll be proving what we're saying. By the Holy Ghost. Amen. Are you listening to me? And so that's why you're here. If Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he will do what he did in Bible days. So just listen. When I'm ministering most of the time, the times where I come for a meeting, the Spirit of God allows me to teach. And there are times where there are demonstrations of the Spirit and the power of God. And then there are times where the prophetic unction comes upon me and I start speaking words of power into the lives of people. I wanted to teach this evening, but I sense the prophetic unction interrupting the teach.
So, but I'm attempting to teach. So that we can all have clarity in understanding. But I just keep having that interruption. Perhaps there's somebody here that is so hungry. Amen. So passionate. Tonight is my night. <laughs> God has heard your cry. Glory to God. I said, God has heard your cry. As we cross into the month of March, for those of you hearing me, hear me well. Stretch your hand above your head. Bring it down. Stretch it again above your head. And bring it down. Where your hand could not reach in February, your hand will reach in March. Stretch your hand again. Where this hand couldn't reach, this month of February, you stretched it, it couldn't reach. As you stretch it in the month of March, in that same direction, you will reach it. And so I speak that your hand has grown longer. And I speak about your hand spiritually and prophetically. Your hand has grown longer. Your hand has grown longer. In the name of Jesus. Now I can reach it. Say it with me. Say now I can reach it. Say again now I can reach it. Sit down for a moment. You don't know what it means for you to try something and you couldn't accomplish it. And then you try again and now it's accomplished. Peter was on a boat, a boat that he owned. And he tried to fish. He had been a professional. That's what he does for a living. He came out to fish. He didn't come to play. He was not fishing for leisure. He was fishing as a business. That's his profession. But that day, the scripture recorded that he caught nothing. If there's somebody here that caught nothing this year, so far, since January 1st, you've been working hard. You've caught nothing. You are in the right meeting tonight. They caught nothing. Now, you know what it means to catch nothing. <laughs> no, not smutting. Nothing. Meaning that he held the net, threw it in, brought it, nothing. He threw it again, nothing. They packed their net to go home. Then Jesus showed up. This might be the exact moment you have given up. Jesus has shown up for you. Jesus showed up. And he said, okay, um, you need the boat, you can use the boat. 
I believe he gave Jesus his time. Amen. And then Jesus, after using the boat, said, what are we going to do for this man? He said, let down your nets for a drought. He said, yes, sir. Then he explained to Jesus the situation. He said, we have, he used the language, toiled. You're toiling. I put a stop and an end to your toiling. If you are here, you've been looking for a job, stand on your feet. You've been looking for a job, stand on your feet. You've been looking for a job, stand on your feet. Now, your testimony is rolling. I declare that between now and 31st of March, let that job be released to you. I come today and I terminate that status of unemployment today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Will you celebrate Jesus already? Amen. Sit down. We have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at one word from God. Amen. Amen. Nevertheless, at thy word. It means there's no other reason I'm doing this thing. There's no other reason I'm going back to that place. There's no other reason why I'm trying again. I am trying again because the word said so. If not, I've given up. Then he threw his nets. You know the testimony. If you came here and you have given up, this word is for you. Today I was trying to get into, if I don't finish, if I don't land at the message, please forgive me. Because the message is important. But the essence of the message is to bring the desire of God into your life. If God desires to bring it to pass in another way, what? Is it not the same thing? A lady came to see me, you know, and um, someone um, in church um, knew her, so they brought her. She had a problem. And then I was not, we're working in church, not this venue, a former venue. We're working in church. And um, I was doing something on the stage. So I was not, we're not properly dressed. I was just casually dressed. I didn't look like a pastor. You understand that? So when they brought the lady and said, that's the pastor, she, I could see the disappointments. <laughs> if at least he's not tall, at least he should have, he should be fat. If he's not fat, at least he should be well-dressed. Eh? That's on all points disqualified. But since she had already come, what will she do? She said we should sit down. I said, no, go ahead. I was standing and she was standing. I said, go ahead. As she opened her mouth to start talking, the Holy Ghost told me, tell her to go. The answer is at home. But out of courtesy, I allowed her finish talking. And she had a long story to tell me. You know those kind of stories that start with my grandmother's grandmother. <laughs> it's not how long the story is, sir. Amen. 
your answer is packaged in one word from God. Amen. She began to narrate her story. And she was telling the story, I patiently listened. Because I have the fruit of the Spirit. After she finished, what she didn't understand was that I was just waiting for her to finish. I already had the answer. So I said, God has heard you. Go. Your answer, your miracle is here. She looked at me. And she asked the guy that came with her, she speaks Igbo language. She asked whether, is he joking? You understand that? That she couldn't understand how she would come. And then I would just tell her, it is done. So I like, what's the problem? She was, when I asked, she was speaking English when she was talking to me. But when I'm now talking to her, she's responding to the other guy in Igbo language. That's how disappointed she was. That she was no more talking to me. So, she told the guy, she said he did not even pray. So he said, now he's doing interpreter work. He said, she said he did not pray. Then I asked her, is it prayer you want or you want a miracle? I asked her, I said, were you not praying since? She said, yes. I said, now you came. I've come. See, God didn't come call me to be praying for you. He told me to give you an answer. And tonight I didn't come to pray for you. I came to give you an answer. I came to give you answers. That prayer you prayed at home, the answer is coming out of my mouth. So I said, go. She said, amen. This is how she was going. She walked a bit, she looked back. I should go? I said, yes. I should go? (laughs) Amen. Of course, you know, that one was not according to her faith. Amen. There are workings of miracles. Amen. And there are workings of miracles. If you are here with a flesh-eating disease, something like cancer, or the cousins of cancer, tonight, we terminate the progress of that foul spirit. We terminate the death process in your body. I terminate the death process in your body. I terminate the death process in your body. I terminate the death process in your body now. In the name of Jesus. Today, the title of my message is from Psalm 23, verse 1. In Psalm 23, verse 1, you know the scripture. Let's read it together. I want to go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's the scripture. For title. For title loving brethren. The title of my message is Who is your shepherd? Who is your shepherd? 
Psalm 23 is the personal testimony of an individual eulogizing his shepherd. Someone boldly declaring, Jehovah Rohi. Say, who is he? Who is that person? For all the folks that understood things about pasture and flock and sheep, they say, okay, they know what a shepherd is. But this guy is testifying that the Lord, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. Then he said, I shall not want. <laughs> Some renderings, actually I put it, I have everything I need. Amen. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. The question is, who is your shepherd? Hallelujah. Let's assume we don't know who wrote the psalm. And he was boldly boasting about his shepherd. His shepherd. He talked like everyone was supposed to have a shepherd. Hallelujah. I don't know who your shepherd is, but for me, the Lord is my shepherd. And the outcome of my life is because of who is my shepherd. The experience I'm having is because of who is my shepherd. If you study the Bible carefully, you'll find that in several scriptures, man is likened to sheep. Hallelujah. Are we together? Man is likened to sheep. In several scriptures. At least if you are not such a deep student of God's word. You know popular scriptures. Isaiah 53 verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. Amen. But where I want to go to is this. There is something about the sheep that makes the scripture used sheep as an example of followership, commitment to God. Hallelujah. That means there's a character, a nature in that sheep. You know, there's a difference between a sheep and a goat. I hope you know that. Even the Bible said so. In Matthew 25, from verse 31, the scripture said, The time will come when the Son of Man will sit in glory and he will separate the sheep from the goats. But why are we talking about this? Today, you will decide who your shepherd is. I know some of you are in church and you'll be wondering, who is supposed to be my shepherd? I don't know. Amen. I don't know. I'm supposed to look at the outcome of your life and tell who your shepherd is. Amen. Are we together? I'm supposed to look at what, what is the testimony coming out of your mouth that will make me know who your shepherd is. Whether the, your shepherd is the same person he was talking about. Amen. A sheep without a shepherd cannot survive. I'm talking naturally now. You know, there are many animals in the world. There are some animals that are in the wild. They can survive on their own. 
But there are some animals that cannot live without help. And shepherd is one, a sheep is one of that. A sheep can't live on its own. You hardly have sheep in the wild. Amen. You can't. It has to be domesticated. Are you understanding me? A sheep always needs a shepherd. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. Let's go there. Jesus came and he saw something. He said, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Why? Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Listen, the same way the sheep was not built to live without a shepherd, man was not designed to function without divine assistance. You didn't hear me well. This earth cannot be inhabited without heavenly support. Did you hear me? The earth cannot run without spiritual support. The earth was not designed to function without spiritual support. But you see, there is some rebellious streak in man that always attempts to, uh, to want to survive without heavenly support. But his likening, the relationship between the shepherd and sheep to the relationship between man and deity. Amen. Amen. Are we together? So when Jesus came, he saw the multitudes, people, people. And when he saw them, he was moved with compassion. Jesus is the same. Do you agree? Is it the same yesterday? Is it the same today? Is it the same in February? Is it the same forever? If it was moved with compassion then, he still moved with compassion today. And what he saw, human beings, he was, let's assume that Jesus was at Rumola Junction. And he was seeing some people driving, some people crossing the road. Some people were standing. As he looked at all of them, they looked like sheep having no shepherd. But they were well dressed. Look at the sheep having no shepherd. Look around you. Amen. Amen. They were as dressed as some of you are. Amen. But to him, the interpretation he gave when he saw them, they were like sheep having no shepherd. He said they fainted and were scattered abroad. Meaning that he's already telling us that once sheep does not have shepherd, it will be weak. Amen. Fainting, it will be weak. If a sheep does not have shepherd, it will be without direction. Amen. Scattered. It's also talking about how man is without God. Amen. Without heavenly direction. He said, where there is no redemptive revelation. That redemptive revelation is that direction that comes from heaven. The people dwell carelessly. Amen. They live anyhow. They will be scattered like sheep having no shepherd. You know, I've heard some young men say, it's my life. You're sure it's your life? You're sure it's your life? You can maintain it. Amen. You can run it. 
Let's go to church. Let's go for a program. Uh, no, I don't want to go for a program. I don't want to go to church. He said they were like sheep having no shepherd. So they fainted. They were scattered abroad. Now, if you look at the scriptures carefully, you will find that the scripture refers to us in the same light that a man, every human living on the face of the earth, didn't come here on his own. Is there any human being that God did not create? I'm asking a question. If you are here, you are not created. Let's ask, okay, let's put it this way. You created yourself. Amen. Amen. Because if you created yourself, please come and create another person for us. Amen. Amen. Did you hear me? Come and create another person for us. They fainted. They were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. While the psalmist told us, I'm not like sheep having no shepherd. I have a shepherd. Ask two people around you, do you have a shepherd? Do you, do you have a shepherd? Do you have a shepherd? Glory to God. In that simple scripture, it has shown us that the role of the shepherd is to feed lead and protect a man or God as the case might be. That means that man was not designed like I said to function without divine assistance. If a sheep is not fed, it will die. The Bible said they fainted. That means they were weak. There are a lot of people they are not rising to their highest potential because they are not getting the support that they are supposed to have. Amen. Let me go a little faster. There are some statements Jesus made in scripture. And the statements he made implied that he was saying he's not just a man. They saw him as the son of man, but he kept declaring, I am the son of God. Hallelujah. So, there are seven I am statements of Jesus. From there, we're going to pull out what I want to say. Seven I am statements of Jesus. Remember in Exodus, you know, when Moses met um, with um, God, and God said, I am that I am. Amen. You know the scripture? 3 verse 26. He said, I am. He introduced himself that way. Now when Jesus was speaking, and using that same expression, the core Jewish people understood what he was saying. So, I'll just list out the seven I am statements of Jesus. Amen. Number one, he said, I am the bread of life. Amen. I went to Bielsa, and they have one special bread. Amen. John 6.35. They have one special bread. Every time I go, every time I go, I keep asking for that bread. They call it Madiga. So finally this year, when I went, someone supplied it. I traveled with it. My, my curiosity was not necessarily to eat it. I just wanted to see it. Amen. Are we together? You know, there are different kinds of bread. But Jesus said, I, I, I am what? 
the bread of life. That's not my teaching. I'll just jump through that. Number two, I am statement Jesus made. He said, John 8, 30, John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. Say, I'm the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. The third I am statement Jesus made, John 10, verse 9. I am the door of the sheep. Amen. And the fourth one, which is our focus today, is I am the good shepherd. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The one I read before is 10, 9. Now, then 10, 11. Amen. I am the good shepherd. The fifth one, I am the resurrection and life. The sixth one, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'll give you the scriptures. I am the resurrection and life, John eleven twenty five. I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, verse 6. Then the last one, I am the true vine, John 16, sorry, John 15, verse 1. Amen. I'll just run through them again. I am the bread of life, John 6.35. I am the light of the world, John 8.12. I am the door of the sheep, John 10.9. I am the good shepherd, John 10.11. I am the resurrection and life, John 11.25. I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14.6. I am the true vine, John 15.1. Glory to God. Did you see that? Now, Jesus... I want us to focus on John 10, 11. Amen. Let's read it together. I want to go. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Did you see that? Now, it's something very important for you to see here. Throughout scriptures, we started by reading the statements where a man said, The Lord is my shepherd. Then later, years later, Jesus shows up and says, I am the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Now, it's important to recognize that Jesus didn't say, I am a good shepherd. Hello? He said, I am what? The good shepherd. Meaning that in the Old Testament, there have been typologies of a good shepherd. Amen. There have been many shepherds in the Old Testament that have functioned as what? Good shepherds. But Jesus said, all that they were trying to show you is really me. I am the good shepherd. Are we we together? I hope you know there's a difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Amen. The typologies of the Old Testament are the picture language. Amen. That prefigure the doctrines of the New Testament. Did you hear me? The typologies of the Old Testament. Glory to God. Alright? They are picture language. You know what I mean by picture language? You are seeing someone pictures. He has not seen the real thing. And this is how it looks. It looks like this. They are the picture language that prefigures the doctrines of the New Testament. So it means that if Jesus comes to say, I am the good shepherd, there are typologies of the good shepherd in the Old Testament. Amen. Am I communicating? That show us Jesus in a form, glory to God, as a type. Now, it's important to recognize this, that the New Testament that we are in, if you are born again, you are in the New Testament, I hope you know that, is enfolded, see this handkerchief, is enfolded in the old, amen, amen. Are we together? Then, the Old Testament is unfolded in the New. Amen. Did you get what I said? 
I'll say it again. The New Testament is unfolded. So if you are reading the, New, the Old Testament, the New Testament is unfolded inside it. Amen. You might not really see it. Then, when you come to the New Testament, that Old Testament you didn't understand now is unfolded. Amen. Are we together? Amen. Now, so when Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, when you look in the Old Testament, you will see many good shepherds. Hallelujah. That prefigure the Christ. Amen. The New Testament is in the Old Contained. Amen. And the Old Testament is in the New Explained. Amen. Did you hear me? Now, when we talk about types and typologies, some of those types were persons that were types of the real Christ. Let's look at Hebrews 10 verse 1. Let me show you something. Hebrews 10 1. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1, the scripture tells us something very important. I'd like to read it in King James, then maybe read the message translation. For the law, having a shadow, when the Bible says the law, it's talking about the Old Testament. Having a shadow of good things to come. Not the very image is a shadow. You know, a shadow, for a shadow to exist, the real thing must be close. Amen. Am I communicating? And the shadow is not a real, you see, the shadow can be my shadow. There are times where it depends on the light. My shadow gives me hope because it's over six feet. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hello. So the shadow is, you know, is a blood image. Glory to God. The interpretation might not be exact, but you know that it's a human being. Amen. You'll be able to tell it's a dog. Amen. But you might not be able to tell which kind of dog. Am I communicating? Are we together? Alright, so the Bible is saying that the Old Testament is a shadow, amen, of the real. Not the very image of the things can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year, continually make the commas there unto perfect. The first part of it is that having a shadow of good things to come is not the very image of the things. It's not the very image. It's not the replica, amen. It's a type. Read it to me in message translation. Put it up in message translation. Let's look at it. The old plan. Let's read together. I want to go. The old plan was only a hint of good things in the new plan. Since that old law plan wasn't complete in itself. Pause. Amen. Did you get that? It was a hint. So when Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. The people he was talking to, they must have seen. "Eh, Okay, that means you are saying. You are this, and you are that, and you are that, and you are that. In the old. Amen. Are we together? Listen to me. There is no statement Jesus made about himself that was a flippant statement. Amen. He was not just talking. Every statement Jesus made, we're not having a teaching service per se. When he said, I am the bread of life, he was meaning something. They knew what he was talking about. Hallelujah. When he said, I am the light of the world, they knew what he was talking about. Now he said, I am the good shepherd. Not a good shepherd. Because there are several typologies of shepherds in the Old Testament. Amen. That typify Christ. That typify Jesus. 
That's why the psalmist could boldly say, The Lord, amen. The Lord, amen. The Lord that you saw here and here, here is my shepherd. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So, now, in the Bible, there were many characters that were shepherds. Amen. Are we together? Do you know that? There are many people that were shepherds. At least the first character mentioned is Abel. Amen. Abel was a shepherd. He was an example of a good shepherd. Hallelujah. That had the firstlings of his flock and they were good looking. Amen. That means he took good care of them. But in a figure, it is showing us a good shepherd in Abel. But this shepherd was telling us that Abel will be slain. Abel was a slain shepherd. Amen. Amen. Meaning that this good shepherd will be slain. Amen. So, we saw in Abel a shepherd that was slain. That's how the first shepherd was introduced to us. A shepherd that was what? Slain! (laughs) Amen. You study from Genesis 4. You see Abel as a shepherd. The Bible introduced him and said, Abel was a keeper of sheep. Introducing his, 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 his occupation as a shepherd. But in a figure, we were, what God wanted us to see was to see Jesus, the slain shepherd in Abel. Amen. You didn't hear me well. Say, say I see the slain shepherd in Abel. Amen. Say again, I see, I see the slain shepherd in Abel. Amen. That's a figure of a slain shepherd. The way you are following me, I have seven. I might give you only two. We go further. We get to Genesis 12. We see another shepherd called Abraham. Amen. And Genesis 13 too, we're told, Abraham was rich in cattle, in silver and gold. We are shown a sufficient shepherd. Amen. A shepherd that can provide everything. Amen. Glory to God. Are we together? I'm telling you that your Jesus was a slain shepherd. Amen. Your own Jesus is also a sufficient shepherd. The Bible told us that the picture given of Abraham was, it was, when they say rich in cattle, in silver and gold, he had headsmen. That means he had a large um, garden of flock. Hallelujah. And we know that he was taking good care of them. Amen. So, in Abraham, we see a shepherd. Hallelujah. But this shepherd is not a slain shepherd. It's a sufficient shepherd. It's a wealthy shepherd. Hallelujah. Now, in all of it, you will see Jesus. Amen. Are you listening to me? You will see Jesus. We go further. We leave Abraham. Isaac and Abraham seem to have a similar pattern. So, we leave them. Then we go to Jacob. Hallelujah. How many of you remember Jacob? How many of you remember Jacob? Glory to God. Jacob, we were made to understand, served to marry a wife. Amen. There are many brothers that can never do that. And then he served again. Amen. In him we see a suffering and a serving shepherd. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A shepherd that is willing to make the sacrifice for sheep. Amen. I can't wait for the last two. So let me just run along. Where are we now? The third one. 
after Jacob, we move further. How many of you know that, you know, when we talk about typologies most of the time, um, the thing about typologies is that everything might not be exact, but you, it's in a figure. Amen. Are we together? In a figure. And it just blinks at you. You see it. Amen. Because Jesus boldly said that in all of the law and the prophets, they were speaking concerning him. That means that all that God wanted to say to man was this Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the word from God to you. Amen. I'm actually quoting, the, paraphrasing the scripture, which is uh, Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. God, who has Sunday times and in diverse man spoken to us, has spoken to the fathers, spoken unto us through, uh, spoke, that spoken to the fathers through the prophets, has in this last day spoken unto us through his son. Amen. Whom he appointed heir of all things. Meaning that all that all the prophets were trying to say, Jesus is the final word of God to mankind. Amen. Did you hear me? Help me tell someone that. Say, Jesus is the final word. Okay, put it better. Say, Jesus is the final message. There is no superior message coming. There is no greater message coming. Glory to God. Are we together? So we move further and we begin to see, I'm just running, we begin to see after Jacob, we see Joseph, a betrayed shepherd. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joseph was a type of Christ. I hope you know that. We see another shepherd again. He was a good shepherd because he was running up and down, going to bring news to his father about the sheep and his brothers. And then he was betrayed. Amen. So we see in Joseph a betrayed shepherd. Then we cross over and we see Moses. Amen. Was Moses a shepherd? Was Moses a shepherd? Do you agree Moses is a shepherd? Even if you didn't go to Bible uh, Sunday school, are you understanding me? If you've been in church, uh, at least you know Moses. Amen. And if not for anything, he had a rod. Amen. As an, a proof that he was what? A shepherd. In Moses, we see a miracle walking shepherd. The one whose rod could split seas. Amen. Glory to God. You have a miracle walking shepherd in Jesus. Amen. Amen. We see what miracles were wrought by that rod. How he smote the rock and water came out. So in Moses we see a miracle walking shepherd that provides our needs. Amen. Miraculously. How many have I given you? Number six, we see David. Amen. Just write down the scriptures. First Samuel 17, 34 to 37. In David, we see a warrior shepherd. Hallelujah. A warrior shepherd who will always fight for you and deliver you from whatever will come against you. Amen. Did you get that? Some of you are so busy writing. And finally... The last shepherd typology is Amos. Let's just read a scripture to you. Amos 7, 14 to 15. Look at Amos' testimony. Let's read together. Then answered Amos and said to Abaziah, I was no prophet, neither was a prophet's son. 
That's, I didn't even go to Bible school too. But I was what? An head man. And a gatherer of sycamore fruit. Then what happened? And the Lord took me as I followed the flock. And the Lord said unto me, Go, prophesy unto my people, Israel. That means God picked him. I was a shepherd and made him a prophet. In Amos we see a prophetic shepherd. Amen. Amen. That will speak words over us. Now, thank you Lord Jesus. There's a lady I keep seeing as I'm ministering. You know, who brought you? Stand up. The lady. Stand. Come. Who came with her? Who came with her? Yeah. Okay. What's wrong? Come. I need a microphone. What's wrong with her? Yes. There's no? They're not seeing anything. So, what's the effect it's having on her? She used to be bigger. She used to be healthier. And now she's drying up. Okay. So, how long do you... How long have you known her? Five years. So, you're saying that she wasn't like this. Now, the Lord told me about flesh-eating diseases. Yeah, so... Now, for five years, and she's just reducing. She's gone to hospital. They don't know what's wrong. Okay. What's your name? Abigail. Abigail. Are you married? You're not. You don't have children. You have how many? Two. How young are you? How old are you? Three, six. Okay, you see what the devil is doing to her. I just want to be sure. Stretch your hands towards her. Get on the keyboard. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to
Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Any other person with such a flesh eating disease or something like that, just come forward. The power of God will meet you now. Just come forward now. Receive strength. Receive strength. I'm walking with you. Receive strength. Receive strength. But do you eat? You eat everything. Can you eat? It's small. You eat small. What did you eat today? Eh? See, you don't eat bread. Just so if they give you food now, will you eat? Eh? You want to try. I want I want you to give her something to eat. What can we get her to eat? Alright, get her something now. I want her to eat. I want her to eat while the meeting is going on. She should not be eating. I want her to eat. And I speak to all your body systems to return to normal. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. She's feeling so weak. When they give you the food, you will eat. You will eat. And from now, your body will start receiving food. And every cell in your body comes alive. In the name of Jesus. Thank the Lord. Lift your hand and thank God. And thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.